This week's episode of the Maximum Friction Podcast is brought to you by Savage and Jarman DraftKings Company. These pair have gone for a revolutionary draft strategy of having as few picks as possible in this year's draft. Is it a daring and clever strategy, or is it just two clueless fuckwits who traded all their picks away for useless draft capital and still didn't win the league last year? Who knows? Good evening, Jack, and welcome everybody to the first episode of season two of the Maximum Friction podcast. Um, we are recording remotely, um, though we're hoping once I get in my house, we'll be able to record some episodes in person uh, coming up. But Jack, welcome. How are you? Hey, Dan. I am. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, just getting on with getting on. I'm quite excited to get some football stuff back in, whether it be fantasy or Football in a bubble, or I don't know, whatever the hell, just some sport that I like watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. it was nice to see people on Twitter in pads today hitting in the NFL and some rookies putting down some markers. Yeah, um, it was it was it was good. I mean, I hope, I'm hope, obviously we're hoping they're all careful and making well, sure it's safe. But a lot of injuries already. There's been some big injuries early. I've just I've just read some um a couple of updates as well. Not big injuries but impact injuries, especially on fantasy, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll go over them later. Yeah. Um but yeah, tonight's episode we just wanted to cover like the pre-draft stuff, talk to you guys about what's going on on Wednesday night, uh talk through people's keepers and then finish it off with a bit of NFL chat later on. So um yeah, just a reminder fellas we're drafting Wednesday, okay? What time are we drafting, Jack? Uh I'm going to say I put it at eight, but I don't know. <laughs> cool. Sometime in the evening. Um, we still are waiting on three people to pay their money. Uh, so Viney, Steve and Candy, get your money in. Um, you've picked your keepers, but they won't be locked in until you pay. So get your money Seven. in, fellas. 7 p.m. That's my fault. 7 p.m. on Wednesday. 7. Cool. We will be there. Um, and yeah, looking forward to it. We'll set up a Google Hangout and put it up in video and we can... Hang out. Have a chat and hang out and enjoy. <laughs> um, so I figured with the keeper stuff, we'll start like in draft order because um, mm-hmm. it's how it's written on the spreadsheet. So we'll start with number one pick, which is Yorgs. Um, only electing to keep one player, Fumbly Fumbly DJ Moore. Um, choosing to lose a sixth-round pick for him. But I guess when you've got that many first-round picks and that many of Scott's picks, you yeah. can burn a sixth-rounder on DJ Moore. Yeah, um, he was a little bit fumbly, but I think, he, I mean, he, he went over a thousand yards pretty easily with Kyle Allen and Will Greer throwing in passes. So um, he's he's a legit threat to be like a top 10 wide out. And lifting lifting the curtain a little bit for all our fan, um, it, I actually tried to get DJ Moore off of Yogi. Um, and I would, if I could have, I would have swapped him and had DJ Moore instead of Michael Gallup as mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty high on DJ going into 2020. I think if the Panthers' offense clicks and Teddy can just do what he does and pass between four and a half and seven and a half yards consistently, then DJ and Curtis Samuel are, are going to feast on those underneath routes. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate the pick at all. Um, I think it, it's good value for, especially considering the the draft capital he has, um, which comes with a lot of pressure because. You don't want to fuck up that many picks, do you? Like, he's already thinking about, like, trading it away, trying to do it again for next year. Yep. Um, but, like, I feel that's just kicking the can down the road, man. Like, the pressure will just build over the next year. 
<laughs> then he'll just keep he'll just keep doing it. He's <laughs> just a delaying tactic. So it's just I think it's the relief he, of pressure. That's why he keeps doing it. He really wants those twelve first round picks to get all the defenses, doesn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, I'd be okay with that. Like that would be ultimate four year depth troll. Um, which would totally be worth it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what Yorgi's going to bring. He's potentially coming around to mine for the draft, so that would be quite cool, sitting in the room, in the pressure cooker with him. Um, <laughs> we we compared, like I said, he asked me if I was going to the gym before the draft, and I was like, nah, I've got a few bits of pre-draft stuff to get sorted. And he was like, whoa, whoa you, you do research other than how much swag the guy's got? And I was like, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not talking about my pre-draft stuff. I'm just talking Talking about setting the keepers and sorting out the admin. Of yeah. course, I draft my players and how swaggy they are. <laughs> of course, I don't. I, I I have to say, I don't think I am in any way gangster enough to use the word swag. So, <laughs> like, and I, I think just as an FYI, in public around each other, I think you you two are fine to use the word swag. But if you go out in public, I would avoid it. <laughs> Um, and, and talking about swag, the man with the Alice band, uh, Jake Viney, uh, picking next. What a shit um, nickname that is. Right? <laughs> and um... The fourth instalment, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the girl who kicked the hornet's nest, the man with the Alice band. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, right? <laughs> a film about a goalkeeper who plays for Bridgewater Town. Um, and Nothing yeah, much looks happens. Like a, looks like a ponce. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he has chosen to keep Chris Godwin, which was like the one good pick other than Des Bryant you picked for him last year. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he took him took him in the fifth, so he loses a third. It's it's a really good value pick. Like he's a potential first rounder, especially with Tom Brady in Tampa now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Viney's done a really good job there. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's a it's a no brainer really, um, because I just don't think there was. I mean, I I I, I basically I screwed his quarterback situation. Or, or did I? I'm pretty sure it was autopick. Um, well, Andrew Luck's coming back, isn't he? Well, yeah. You wait. You should have kept him, Viney. You wait. Um, but yeah, I think Godwin's his Godwin's his slam dunk pick. That's that's an easy one to do because it, you you wouldn't get him. He wouldn't go past the middle half of the second round. I don't think. I I would be surprised if someone picked Mike Evans above him. So yeah. I think that's yeah the, the value is there. It's a, it's a round and a half of value there for Viney. It's a good pick. Mm-hmm. So then we move on to mine. So I'm uh, taking Kyler Murray uh, with my 14th pick, 14th mm-hmm. rounder because Scott took him as Mister Irrelevant last year and then cut him. Mm-hmm. So it's like he is mine. And to be honest, he's going to be my starting quarterback this year. Mm. I'm going to load up early on try and get skill positions and 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 sort of try and surround him and take a punt that he's going to blossom in his second year in the league. Um, and then I've gone for AJ Green, um, losing a fifth rounder. Um, drafted him last year in the seventh. He didn't really do anything because uh, he was injured all year. But with Burrow coming back, he's had a year to recover. Um, I think he could be in for a decent AJ Green-style season and hoping that getting him in the fifth will prove us quite big value. Yeah, Um yeah, kind of a self-plug, but if you read the article about AJ Green I wrote, I, I'm pretty high on him as well. I think there is, there's no reason to say that he is going to be any worse than a top 10 talent when he comes back. Um, I think the only thing that, uh, from his 2018 stats, because we haven't got any 2019, obviously, the only thing that Im- was impacted by 
maybe his age and nagging injuries and stuff was the fact he didn't make any 40 plus yard catches. Yeah. So that explosion and kind of the deep threat element of him was maybe gone, but he was on track to make more 20 plus yard catches than he ever had. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, and he was on, he was on pace for over 1,100 yards. He's a decent amount of touchdowns and yeah, I think he'll he'll come back and have the the kind of season that we will expect him to have. It's not going to be like whoa, he's yeah, getting eighteen hundred yards. No, but yeah, I mean he's not. There's no way anyone else is winning. To be honest, other than Alex Smith, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my pickers, um, and we go on to 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 Mister Pettyford next, who is taking, in his words, Matrick Cajones in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> um, he drafted him in the third last year I think we can all agree Mahomes is probably the only quarterback that's even getting a sniff of going first round because Lamar's already gone um, he's a high point scorer like to, to let him go back out there you might not get him in the second or the third I I, I think it's a good pick personally um, and then he's gone for DK Metcalf for this 14th he took him in first or second pick or something of the 16th round last year he's going to break out he showed his skill towards the end of last season really build a connection with Wilson um, I think Steve's picked quite smartly with his keepers there yeah that's that's good keepers uh, DK's, a, DK's a really good pick um, he is the big play kind of guy that they needed to allow Tyler Lockett to to work kind of with his route running um, mm-hmm. more than him being the deep threat. Cause he's, he's not the deep threat guy Lockett. He's one of the, one of the most interesting stats that I read about him. He is by far one of the, the most efficient red zone threat in the NFL. Yeah. Um, which is, that's, that's what's gonna, that's what's gonna get Russell Wilson touchdowns, but Metcalf's going to be that big explosive threat on the outside. Yeah. Um, and you know, Steve talked today. He's he's chucked like his first round pick as a as a bit of trade bait. He's looking to trade backs. He knows he's taking Mahomes. So there's there's people at the back end of the round. You know, Candy, Sean, new guys in the league. You yourself, you know, you could trade up into that fourth pick and and really change your draft. Certainly in the first round. Um, so he's he's shopping him. So like you know, get get out there and and make him an offer, fellas. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a good thing to be able to do i'm just looking at the spreadsheet here dan why does it say that you're losing a fourth round pick it's if you click on it it says 14th pal um and why are you losing a 14th round pick because kyle maru was drafted in the 16th but he's a free agent is he not no he's drafted if you're a free agent as if you were undrafted but did you trade did you trade for him or did you nope. pick him up picked him up and that's fine He's not a free agent. Oh. It's, you do it from where he was drafted. That's interesting. That is a mm. loophole <laughs> <laughs> that I did not notice until just now. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, fine. Um, so, so thanks for that, Scott. A man who has no draft picks and is also taking no keepers because his roster turned out to be trash. Uh-huh. Um, um, so yeah I think uh, Steve's made some good picks there I think you, you wouldn't make any others than those um, I've seen I've seen Mahomes going top 5, top 6 which is legit well, along with Lamar um, I think those two are first round locks or at the very least they should be because mm-hmm. in terms of points it doesn't matter if, if you think oh I can get value from quarterbacks later on in the draft there's two or three quarterbacks that you need to get 
and you need to get quickly. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter if you if you think you can get value later on the draft. They are the top point scorers in the league. That's just how it's going to roll. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Scott, as we said, no picks. Um, going to be interested to see what he does on draft day. Is he going to try and... Is he going to try and uh, try and trade, try and get more picks, try and accumulate something, maybe mortgage next year a little bit to try and go this year? He's, he's giving it all this chat about he wants to do it by waiver wires and stuff. Hey, so, Scott. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That takes skill and patience. Um, the second of which Scott does not have. <laughs> <laughs> so moving swiftly on, we've got Mr. Jarman, um, the man who thought he could take McCaffrey as a keeper. Thanks for the first round pick, fella. Um, his his picks are Chris Carson for a second and Russell Wilson for a 12th. Did he get both of those from you? Uh, yes, he did, which we discussed. <laughs> um, and I sold heavily to him that it's good to have a running back and quarterback combo. <laughs> uh, which I'm happy to get rid of Chris Carson for to reimburse my picks that I lose with my keepers. Yeah. Um, and also, he fractured his hip. Like, that's not a cool injury. <laughs> like, it really isn't, is it? Um, um, so have you done Rob Jarman dirty there? No, because I think he didn't have anyone on his roster worth keeping. And mm-hmm. Carson is a he is a second round pick. Like he's a starting running back on a run first team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and there's no one. There's not really any depth behind him. I don't think Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is solid, but I mean, Carson is by far the best back, and he was super productive. It's if he stays healthy, then Rob's got what would be a second round running back. So, so the interesting thing about Rob's draft, right? So he's keeping Chris Carson in the second, yeah. Uh-huh. Have a guess when Rob's first draft pick of the draft is. Uh, fifth, round five. Yeah. Then he has a five, a six, a seven, no eight, a nine, no ten, eleven, and then thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. Tough draft for that boy. That is a tough draft. I agree. That's not great. Um. So good luck, Rob. I look forward to seeing you mourn um, because, you know, you didn't quite get the draft you wanted. Is there a, uh, Dan, is there a whiny dog in the background? There is a whiny dog in the background, actually. Yeah, it's over the road. <laughs> Sorry, I, there's not a lot I can do about that one, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I can hear that. Dog. It's ridiculous. Whiny dog. <laughs> um, so, so we go on to Matty, uh, the man who's probably had the most confusion over keepers. Blaming <laughs> beer, tiredness. Yeah. Um, what else was it? It was another excuse in there somewhere for for picking Thielen and panicking uh, for a minus first round pick. That's uh, that's good. But yeah, he's going for Kittle in the first round, which is brave. Um, and Garoppolo in the eighth. What is wrong with the dog, Dan? <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with the dog, pal. Um, it just keeps whining. It's horrendous, but I can't shut the window because it's too warm, pal, so you're going to have to put up with it. Oh, dear me. Sorry, listener. Yeah, sorry. Um, I'm just looking now at Scott's roster, and there are a couple of people he could keep. Yeah, there are, but he doesn't want to. No. 
which is uh, um, I think that's a mistake because there's some undrafted. Well, there's some non-drafted people that he could pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, Matty doesn't have the the world's best roster. Mm. Um, but I think he's taking the, the tight end. Kittle will go first round and a half. Um, you he reckon? Would've, he would have because him and Kelsey are two of the top point scorers because they are the top receiving options. Like mm-hmm. Kittle is most definitely the top receiving option for the Niners. Yeah. So with with the Chiefs, Kelsey, it's a bit different. But I would I would really question him taking Garoppolo. But because <laughs> he think wants that combo, doesn't he? That, that Kittle Garoppolo combo. Yeah, you should talk to Rob. Um, it's I, I don't know. I think that's that is a stretch of a keeper pick. Um, I just don't see the value in in Jimmy G keeping him on the roster when you can pick up anybody through the same rounds. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, you know, talking of tight end picks, um, Ross takes an absolute belt of a keeper for Mark Andrews for a 10th. That was who we were discussing. Um, I thought it was me for a little bit that had Mark Andrews and I got really excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a real good pick. I feel like possibly I got Mark Andrews off off of Steve. Steve, and you did him to cross. You did for Ezekiel Elliott, possibly. You did. It was part of the Zeke trade to try and get you the title. Yes. What though? It did work. You did get mm. the title, didn't you? Well yeah. done. Worked. So well great done, pick. Ross. Great pick for Ross. Yeah. Anyone else on his roster worth keeping with that second keeper that he's decided not to? Um, I will just do a quick have a look, see and see. But I, I mean, he's 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 been quite fairly research heavy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, Kamara was drafted too high, so was Tyreek Kill. Julian Edelman possibly. Uh, Bell was drafted too high. I don't know. Maybe Alan Robinson would have been the only yeah, other one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's a good show, actually. Um, but yeah, interesting. Matt Robert is next. Young Robert. Um, he paid before you thought he would. I, I can't believe he lost me a bet by being on time. <laughs> <laughs> I had faith in you, Matthew, all along. Oh, man. Um, that's ridiculous. So he's, he's taking, you know, Cortland Sutton with the 13th. Um, that's a great, that's a great. It's, a, it's another belter of a Scott pick, isn't it? Uh, Scott, oh, and, then he cut, and then he cut him, so... Scott's really good at drafting, apparently. It's a shame he doesn't have any picks. Um, but yeah, good pick up there for Matt. And then he's taking, you know, your one of your bargain basement men, a free agent in Darius Slayton. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, I do like Slayton. I'm a bit confused about the um, a bit confused about the Giants' offense in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's gonna. Slayton is a great pick if Jones continues to progress. And we know that Engr- uh, Evan Engram and Sterling Shepard aren't going to stay healthy, so he's going to be an option. Mm. Um, so it's good. That's two good picks from, from Matt. He's sorted out his receiver group. Yeah, well done, G. Well well drafted. <laughs> um, keep going, all right? You're doing well. Mm. Um, so after that, then you've got Sean and Candy who've elected to not take any keepers, which, you know, to be fair, is, is probably there's the right still a, thing There's to still do. a pending trade offer into Candy. Mm. Um, but, so you could keep Calvin Ridley, but but yeah, it's like it's the it's like the the sensible thing to do because you know the only real people you're looking at picking up are some free agents now. Like Sean had a look and um, tried to pick up Gronk, um, but then decided not to. Um, I think there's some legitimate trade options. 
Because yeah. there's, I mean, there's still um, like I've got Kenny Galladay and Calvin Ridley that are that are keepable, keepable, and not for high price. Like I think that's uh, if they are, if they were up for that, then fine. Mm-hmm. I think Sean is very happy just setting his queue and working with what he's got, and and then and then hoping he can outplay people during the season. Yeah, um, Candy, I'm assuming looked at it maybe last week and will. Maybe look at it again on Wednesday. <laughs> mm. So, who knows? Um, but yeah. Yeah, and then and finally, we round out the keepers this year with you. So, Lamar Jackson for a ninth. You don't even need to say much about this. An absolute steal, drafting him in the 11th last year. Mm-hmm. Well done, or fantasy guru genius. <laughs> Superb pick. You're going to keep him for next year for a seventh, and the year after for a fifth. I know, I know. <laughs> well done, Jack. Well done. Mm. Um, and then Michael Gallup, free agent pickup in the eighth. Um, you know, you've replenished those picks as well. He is looking at being like the fourth receiving option in Dallas, but I see that's where I disagree. I mean, the so obviously the Lamar pick is a slam dunk. I think the the receiver pick that I was going to make um, is it was up for grabs because it, it depended on what value I was going to create. So it was either Kenny Golladay for what I believe was uh, a seventh or a sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Calvin Ridley for a third. Well, Ridley's not worth a third. We... That's, but he, I think he will probably be gone by the third round. So that was my um and in mm-hmm. Um Golladay will probably last a little bit longer. He won't last that long, but yeah. I couldn't. The value wasn't there. Whereas Michael Gallup and I, this is I, I believe this. He had the same target share as Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he produced basically the same because Amari Cooper was one good game, one shit game, one good game. Yeah. One shit game. Gallup was consistent the entire year, and that target share is not going to drop because I think 115 targets got vacated by the tight ends disappearing and Randall Cobb disappearing. Which are going to be those 115 targets? A massive chunk of them are going to go to CD Lamb, but that isn't taking away from the targets that Gallup and Cooper had and shared anyway. So I'm happy with his wide receiver 1B production. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's worth the risk as the pick, but I, I still think that, like, in an offense that's got CD Lamb, Mari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, who's their tight end? <laughs> like Jarwin. Okay, maybe not. Um, but like those three are ahead of him in the targets thing, and like Gallup is going to get. CD Lamb's matchup. not ahead of not ahead he of is. Michael Gallup. He's not. He Michael Gallup is is for some reason massively underrated, and I, I don't understand why. Because Cooper was the splash play guy, constantly making splash plays, mm-hmm. and that completely makes sense. But. It's just it makes no sense to me that people are sleeping on Gallup at this point. I'm I'm not sleeping on it. I'm just saying he's worth the risk. Favorable matchups on the field. He's going to be going in a lot of single coverage. Um, it's it's a good pick, but I still think he's fourth in line for targets. I think they're going to go big on CD Lamb because Jerry Jones will insist on it. I I yeah. I mean there is yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I think the problem is he's he's not gonna he is not gonna CD Lamb's not gonna take anything away from the 112 targets that Michael Gallup got, mm-hmm. and so if if you do you know what I mean and that's and nor is nor is Amari Cooper, 
So uh, there isn't a decrease in fantasy production or just general production because he's going to get over a thousand yards again. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good pick. I'm not denying it. I'm just you seem quite hot and defensive about how underrated he is. Well, but... It's because it took it took me ages to figure out who it was going to be. <laughs> because I was because I'm I, I really like Calvin Ridley, but as you know in my dynasty league I traded Calvin Ridley away. Mm-hmm. Um because I could get more value for him, but I, I really liked Calvin Ridley. I just was so on the fence about where the passing attack in Atlanta's going and how good Matt Ryan was going to be. And I've got more faith at this point in Dak Prescott to continually produce than Matt Ryan because yeah. Matt Ryan's O line isn't as good. So it it just took it took so fucking long. That I just really <laughs> like. But I'm also sleeping on. I'm grabbing Blake Jarwin whenever I can in drafts as well because I think he's in for a huge target target bump. Nice. Now, fellas, don't take everything Jack says at face value. He could be luring you to drafting a donkey. There, <laughs> that's your disclaimer. Okay, chaps. Um, I'm doing disclaimers this year now because, like, when I did that trade with Rob Jarman last year, yeah. I feel like he didn't understand he did it. Did not pay attention, or didn't pay attention. <laughs> so every time we give like a bit of trade advice or anything, it's disclaimer now. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, just to make sure there's there's none of that next year. Um, so yeah, that's our keepers. Uh, looking forward to the draft. It's going to be a good little event, and uh, looking forward to seeing you all. Wednesday, fellas, get your get your food in, get your snacks in, and let's have a good time. Um, Dan, can you do can you do some uh, a breaking news sound bite? Can you just can you do you know do something breaking newsy? Boopity boopy doo! Breaking news! Very good. Breaking news. Jack has traded his uh, first round twelfth pick and a tenth round pick to Steve for the one oh four. Ooh, big trade. Big trade. Oh, so that offer from Steve is going to be off the table before people <laughs> even look at the podcast. Wow. Moving on up. Oh, that's quick. I went in and approved that trade, eh? That is the beautiful nature of uh, picking on the turn. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Uh, I, I still pick there, basically. Yeah. yeah. Doing well. Yep. So I am happy with that. That's gone very well for me. I now have to actually think about who I'm picking. I'm in all- I would have grabbed Pat Mahomes, but uh, Steve has locked that up already. Yeah, fair enough. So, where are you leaning? Where am I leaning? Uh, The problem is at the moment, Daniel, is uh, if I go off of the app, I uh, lose... You lose me on sound, so it's very difficult to Uh... look. So, what I'm going to do is... I will have a quick look at my uh, my TimeSkew rankings. TimeSkew.com mm. for all of your fantasy football needs. Um, in, in all seriousness, that is actually a good that is actually a good little point here to plug. If if you guys do see stuff from TimeSkew or from myself in particular, um, please give it a retweet and a like and just share it. Um, I know that you're 
kind of fantasy football audience isn't as great as as whomever that's in that community. But at the same time, it, it, it adds a bit of visibility and it's it's always nice to get a couple more likes and stuff. Hmm. Nice plug there. Thank you. Um, so what am I looking at here? I am looking at uh, a 12-team non... Oh, we're half PPR, aren't we? Mm-hmm. This is great. This is actually fancy football calculator. It's really useful <laughs> because you can you can you can adapt it directly to your league, which is really useful. Um, so I'm going to say that uh, Christian McCaffrey will be disappearo. I think Yorgi's taking him number one overall. And then it gets interesting because mm. it's either at the moment uh, it's it's Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, Thomas, Cook, Henry, Adams. Mm. So what I might do is take Josh Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but any of those, I mean, because I've got my quarterback and my wide receiver one sorted, um, mm. I'm fine. So, yeah, there's value. Um, it, it will most likely be a running back. I just don't know which one. Yeah, because I, I can I, tell I, you who it won't be. It won't be Derek Henry. <laughs> yeah, funny that I won't be drafting him at three either. No. So it depends on it depends on McCaffrey's going to be gone, and then it depends on what you're thinking. For which which one you want out of those? Yeah, well, it three depends on what Vine he's going to do, isn't it? Is he going to take Saquon or? Yeah, he'll take Barkley, I assume. Yeah, probably. Which which then leaves it up to me and you to figure out, like, do we value Kamara, Zeke, Kirk, Henry, or do we jump in and get Michael Thomas? Yeah. So, I don't know. And then I I pick at number six. So again, so I've got a shot at another one of those names you you listed yeah. earlier. So I'm quite excited about the first round. Yeah. So let's talk a bit of NFL before we wrap it up for this evening. Right. So what I'm going to do with the NFL news, Daniel, is I will shoot some news topics that we may have missed over the last uh, what two, three months that we haven't done a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Firstly, we'll do a quick injury roundup. Um, The most recent ones: Jalen Hurd, Torres ACL. Yeah. You've also got um, Gerald McCoy's towards yep. the quad and he's out for the season yep Triple H injury um, and Vince McMahon injury as we all know <laughs> uh, Josh Oliver the uh, sophomore tight end in Jacksonville has broken his foot and is out for the season which puts Tyler Eifert square in the fantasy radar now mm-hmm. um, and then the most interesting one which I want to start with to get your in- your instant reaction it's not an injury news it is Des Bryant going for a workout with the Ravens love it Dez has still got years in him left. He's not as old as people think he is. He hasn't played in a couple of years. He hasn't got any miles on his body. I, I think that's a really good pick up the Ravens if we can do it. Younger than AJ Green, I believe. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's the one, the most interesting one for me. I would say that all, that, that directly impacts uh, Mark Andrews more than anybody else. I yeah, think. agreed. Um, okay, so let's go through some news, Dan. Uh, the Washington football team and the multiple scandals that hit Washington. Um, and uh, is that the best interim choice for a name or do they have a better option straight away? Uh, if they go in with an interim choice for a name, it's the best option. Um, what I really particularly liked about that story is that some some smarky little get a while ago trademarked <laughs> yeah. every possible cool name of a football team for Washington and ate them all up and I think it's brilliant because he's about to get paid I think he's shitting himself though because he's (laughs) like that is a position it seems like a really smart idea when you're starting uh, and then then you've suddenly got like 
FedEx and all these companies bearing down on you and you're just this little <laughs> dude in an office. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, I think it was smart from him. I, I like the red tails. I like the, all the kit different, the, the, all the different kits, combinations that people have put together. I like the, yeah. uh, the reasoning behind it and all this kind of stuff. I like that it's the, the African-American pilots and they flew a load of missions and it was World War Two and it was... I think it fits nicely and it's, it's a good heritage link. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. And it meant some bridges, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Second bit. Cam Newton is a new England Patriot. Well, I believe somewhere along the line, we talked about the possibility of that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it, it certainly puts him up there now with like some of the most hated players in the NFL. <laughs> um, because a lot of people don't like Cam Newton because he's cocky and abrasive and vegan. Um, coincidentally, his injury history has like shot exponentially through the roof since he turned vegan. But um, you know, enough, enough of that. Um, but yeah, uh, Foster was really good when he was a vegan. Yeah, right. <laughs> with the PDs at all, um, and he never got injured. No. Um, uh, so yeah, I think like it 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 was an expected pick from Belichick. It's going to be interesting to see what he does offensively with a quarterback that can actually move. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be real interesting. Uh, I'm quite looking forward to it, uh, but I also think it could crash and burn horribly. Here's a question for you: Does it make the Pats more bearable, or does it make Cam less popular? I actually think it makes the path more bearable. Yeah, that's that, that. I'm leaning towards that. It turns out I just don't like Tom Brady. It's, it wasn't so. I don't like Brady and Belichick. It's not even. Actually, I like Belichick. I don't like Josh I McDaniels. Re- I really like Belichick. I don't like Josh McDaniels. I think he's a smarmy little git. So I, I, I think the the hate is McDaniels and Brady. And now Brady's gone. It's diluted it. Um, and I think yeah, it's uh. It's an interesting one. I really like like Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers, and I like Mo Sanu. So I, I, I think it has definitely diluted the Pat's hate. Mm. Uh, next one, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, then the two elite tight ends both getting paid big money. Yeah, big that, money. Very big money. Although it's interesting that Mahomes doesn't really get a huge amount in the first two years. He is he's really structured that to help Kansas City out. Um he gets he gets lots of like tick box bonuses and signing stuff and roster bonuses. It's all tied up in that. Um and he, he's really structured that very well. No, it's it's a very smart deal. It's a team friendly deal. It's it's also financial security and like I saw a real hot take of someone comparing it to Scotty Pippen's contract that he signed with the Bulls before uh. like they won any championships. But I, I, it's not that team friendly, and it's it it will scale. It's still so much money that it will scale up for the next three four years at least. That it will be on par with other quarterback money. I think, and then. And then at that point, they might extend him and mess with it again. A big part of it is, so a couple of years ago, Aaron Rodgers was pretty insistent he wanted his new contract to be tied to the salary cap, mm-hmm. um, which this Pat Mahomes deal, as far as I'm aware, is tied to a portion of the salary cap. Now, okay. that's good normally, but next year when the salary cap will drop, or this mm. or this year when it will drop, that does impact him quite a lot. Um, yeah. 
but it is interesting that that is is one of the first deals. I, I, I think I'm correct in saying it, but it was something it was something Aaron Rodgers was really keen on doing and didn't get. Um, mm-hmm. It was like the next bridge to cross for NFL yeah. deals, and I think Mahomes has managed to do it. Um, yeah. Kelsey and Kittle both being paid as top end tight ends. It was inevitable. It was going to happen. Um, Kelsey, you know, has been around a bit longer than Kittle, so Kittle's earned his extension quicker. Um, but yeah, they're getting paid. But there was no question it wasn't going to happen. Here's the thing: they are getting paid less than some over thirties defensive linemen that are coming in. <laughs> the NFL, isn't it? Isn't that ridiculous? They because they're not being paid top receiver money, despite being the, probably the bar Tyree kill the most threatening options in the passing game in their teams, respectively. So they're not being paid like that. They're being paid like the top tight ends. Yep. Which I don't think is fair, but I also think there's only five tight ends that would qualify to be put into that status. Yeah. So it's, um... is there a solution? I'd say it's targets and receptions. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, also, they it depends how many snaps they actually take a tight end as opposed to playing in the slot. So I know that was an argument that Jimmy Graham had a couple of years ago when his franchise tag was due. Um, I think Kittle, it, it, Kittle transcends that, though, because he lines up at tight end but runs routes. So I think the only way to do it, to, they would have to hit a certain incentive where if they caught over a certain amount of targets or they were targeted as a percentage of the overall target. Sh- mm-hmm. I'm not a GM, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, COVID opt-outs. Some big ones. Mm. Uh, we've got Damian Williams for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, but that's big, but Clyde edwards alaire is going gonna, is gonna to get a lot of touches there now. Yeah, so I think so. As a Chief, I'm not worried if I no. was a Chief. Um, and obviously there is uh, the Pats had quite a lot of people. Yeah. Um, mm. That were that have opted out, including uh, Patrick Chung, who is yeah. kind of the that will probably make their DB group better. And Hightower, Hightower is a big one. Yeah, he is huge. Um, he is the ultimate Belichick linebacker. Like he he made that defense particularly good. Um, yeah, he 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 took over from Gerald Mayo and made it better. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so that's a tough one. Uh, and I think they've lost some, some Marcus Cannon, I think, as well. And then if teams around the league have lost any, I'm quite proud. Well, proud? I'm, I'm quite pleased that the Steelers are one of the only teams that haven't had any COVID opt-outs at all, mm-hmm. um, which to me, it, it's either blind luck, it could be blind luck, or it could be the team is handling it better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that, 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 to me, signifies a pretty good culture in Pittsburgh, which I like. Um, but I think it's just an interesting. I think the the thing about the the COVID opt outs was it, it got so it, it got so out it got, it got so blown up really quickly because of the deadline. They had such a short period of time mm-hmm. to figure out what they were going to do. Um, yeah, and uh, that's why it became such a sticking point. I know um, Tre'Davious White, the Bills All Pro DB. Mm-hmm. He was. He wasn't happy that he was being forced into that choice really quickly. Yeah, um, and I know the McCourty twins weren't happy being told that either. Um, what are the best opt outs? I think, and 
obviously there are fantastic reasons for all these opt-outs there family issues health issues all that kind of stuff but the chief's guard um laurent duvernay tardif yes what he's what an absolute legend yeah absolute hero inspiration of a bloke he really is um especially because he'd earned the starting gig as well so he's given up a year's playing time in the best offense in the league um where he could earn himself a fat contract yep um as a like if he kept developing as a premier guard mm-hmm. um to to go and help people yeah and it, it's 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 fantastic it's fantastic interesting that a lot of the opt-outs are um big dudes shall we say mm. um mm. so eddie goldman for the bears star uh Tulele for the bills Michael Pierce for the Vikings. Those are big people-moving humans. Yeah. Um, that's a bummer for the Vikings. <laughs> Sign him on a big deal from the Ravens. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's tough. And then Eddie Goldman was, is one of the best nose tackles in the league. So that is well, a tough one. The big one for the Jets, making their already quite bad defence worse for CJ Mosley opt- opting out. That is the most Jets thing ever, isn't it? Like, miss most of the season when he's signed and then opts out. That is just yeah. jetty. Uh, moving on from the COVID thing, uh, we are back into Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. Um, Haven't watched an episode yet, but I really want to. First one's out. Um, it is very different. When football is not the main character, it is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see Sean McVay shirtless. Yeah, saw that on Twitter. Dude's ripped. Ike, icon of a bloke. Yep. Uh, and it's interesting how much of a hand these guys have in. Anthony Lynn is a legend, and it's... It is, it's interesting how much the coaches are talking to their players and how all the testing is really stringent. And it's quite interesting to see like the players themselves are not, they're not at ease with this just because they're professional athletes. Like Casey Hayward was, was freaking out and like nearly in tears when he had to have, when he was being tested hmm. and he had the swab in his nose and everything because it's not a nice experience. And it's something that, humans don't like that it's it's a nerve-wracking experience and we see them as superhumans and it's nice to have that insight into like no they're they're not comfortable with this just because they're like overpaid superhumans they have this side which is it's nice to see in hard knocks i think yeah and as going back to the point of mcveigh topless in the hot tub <laughs> um i will i will want to say that like if i don't say this then york and steve will be disappointed but we can all agree that if you're in a hot tub and you're topless, you may as well be naked. So that's true. That's the he best was, way to be in a hot tub. He wasn't. Um, I will correct you. He was in his pool with his dog. Okay. Which it looked like a hot tub from the meme. I'll be honest. He's he may have been in a hot tub at some point, but the the main scene was him playing basketball with his dog. Ah, uh, okay. Worth so watching though. To pass. Maybe. Good oh, I'm going to watch it. I just need to log into somebody's NFL.com. No. Uh, let's run. I'll rattle through these other ones. Uh, Jadavian Clowney still a free agent. Yeah, you'll sign somewhere. Any bets? Uh, oh, somewhere where he'll go on the cheap to try and win. He feels like a Titans pickup to me mm. because apparently he said to Bill O'Brien that if he doesn't find a contract he likes, he might go back to the Texans, but he wants to sign for a rival. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's nice. Um, or he might be a Jags pickup when they lose in Gakwe. Yeah, that feels like a, a, a clowny thing to do. Um, do, 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 do. Hollywood Brown is muscly now. 
<laughs> he'd been working out, bro. Apparently so. Uh, so that's nice. Good job, you. He'll, he'll go well. Go, go well with Des. Um, Alex Smith. Yeah, he's he's a shoot in for comeback player of the year. Activated off the pup list now. Unbelievable! Uh, it's unbelievable that that guy is now playing again and has a legit shot. I bet Dwayne Haskins is just thinking, "Oh, for fuck's sake! Like, what? What is going on?" I I I would put decent money on Smith starting the first game. I wouldn't put it past uh, the football team to trade Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Because he's got Kyle Allen, yeah, a guy he knows and will play and, and is fine. And if Alex Smith is anything like Alex Smith, then... He's better than Dwayne Haskins. He's better than Dwayne Haskins. So you could rattle off Dwayne Haskins for a, maybe a third. Yeah, as a backup. Yeah, or to some poor franchise that thinks he might be the answer. Like Jacksonville. Maybe Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's so full in on Gardner Minshew at this point. I don't think there's any room there. He is. Well, how can you not be full in on Gardner Minshew? He is the hero that the NFL needs. Like he definitely. I never had COVID. It looked at me and went the other way. It was a good choice. That was his quote. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke is brilliant. Like he's the type of guy that would be naked in a hot tub. Yes, definitely. With fucking Tash. Yeah. What a legend of a bloke. Exactly. That, anyway, that's my NFL roundup. There is more that we've gone through, obviously, um, but that was the highlights of the last three months of bits and pieces of NFL action. Delightful. Well, that like brings us quite nicely to a close around about the forty-five minute mark, which is a nice short little episode for the guys to start the season. Uh, we'll be back after the draft with our draft reactions. Uh, might get a guest or two on for that one. Um, see who shits the bed and see who drafts really smartly. Um, I wonder if it'll be Scott <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to say something quotable so we can put it as the lead image again yeah I can't wait <laughs> I, don't need, anyway. I don't need draft picks to win <laughs> thank you very much Jack for joining us this evening and uh, have a good evening I'll speak to you all on Wednesday see you later man laters